Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shannon. Now welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are heading to Pop 101 class and learning about S Club. <laughs> <laughs> Get the ultimate pop music fix with Chris and I right here on CCTV. We are experienced performers and industry insiders bringing you in-depth reviews, discussions, and interviews with artists, producers, and creators from across the music business. And you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash and become a part of our amazing crew, including Lily, Louie, Emily, Kevin, and Juliet. Subscribe now and let's explore the world of pop music together. Yes, we haven't done a Pop 101 in a minute. Uh, our true. last ones have been in sync. Yeah, Destiny's Child. But yeah, S Club, we've been talking about doing them for quite a while, especially when they announced their reunion yeah. in 2023. Um, so yeah, are you a fan of S Club? You know what? I, I was. I think I was when I was a kid. I think I was way too young to understand what was going on, but the songs were catchy enough. Like hmm. I was the target audience and they got me. I was hit. Yeah. Lot. Yeah. Like now that I like look back on things. It's like they were my steps, essentially. Like, you know, you're like, oh, you don't know Steps, Shan? Like, now I know them, but, like, thinking about it. I remember them more than I would remember, like, an 18, even though they were great. I don't remember 18, but mm. I remember S Club more. And I remember wishing for S Club, like, throughout the years. And I mm. stole lyrics from them for my song. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. For some reason, S Club never hit me in the same way that a lot of the other British pop did. Like, I've talked a lot about on the show where, like, steps and atomic kitten and yeah. like that whole kind of group of artists like i was like so taken by them like from the minute i saw their music videos and stuff yeah s club not so much um mm. i have seen episodes of the tv shows i've never seen the full series okay. and i remember enjoying the music videos when i saw them on mm -hmm. the channels but never enough to actually buy the albums I did buy Don't Stop Moving, the single, the CD oh, single. Oh, okay. And I think my sister maybe bought Never Had a Dream Come True because I remember having it. But yeah, for some reason, S Club just didn't hit me in the same way. I mm -hmm. do like them. Um, and I was excited to deep dive into them because I had never really heard the albums mm -hmm. before. And of course, I do have tickets to see them in New York as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite excited about. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy that we, we did this and excited to talk about them. Word up. So let's get into it. Class is now in session. S-Club, formerly known as S-Club 7, is a British co-ed pop group formed in 1998 by Simon Fuller, who is best known for creating the Spice Girls. So after the Spice Girls fired him near the end of 1997, he decided to continue his idea of an accessible group with TV shows, movies, and multiple brand partnerships by holding auditions for a brand new group. And it has been said in many reports that he made sure to choose members this time that would be uh, a little easier to mold, let's say, than <laughs> the very feisty Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And after choosing the seven members, the name S Club 7 was chosen. And many say that the S represents the first initial in Simon's name, Though Bradley has since revealed that S is also the 19th letter in the alphabet and Simon's company is called 19 Entertainment. So, yeah, it feels a, le a little less, you know, narcissistic, I suppose. <laughs> it's still him, though. It's still him. 
yeah you know <laughs> so yes he chose seven members and we have tina barrett bradley mcintosh john lee hannah spirit paul Cattermole, joe omira and rachel stevens and they all had varied experience across acting musical singing dancing and modeling Yes, they do. It's so interesting because it's like he's thinking that they wouldn't be like, it'll be more malleable. But when you have people that have so, that much experience, they've been through the gamut a little bit. They're not, I wouldn't say they're not malleable. They just honestly green, but like not like easy to manipulate. I wouldn't go that far. That's wrong. I think, I think they did mean like personality wise. He made sure to find um, people that didn't seem too. Like, uh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like feisty. question. Too strong. Yeah. yeah. You know, because well, obviously the Spice Girls are like, we want this, we want this. You know, they were bursting into record labels and, you know, trying doing everything they could to get what they want. No, this is I true. I think he wanted people, kids, that, you know, he could kind of push around a bit and just be like, here's your schedule. And they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to be on TV. Yeah, K-pop follows this formula. Now a lot of K-pop acts do this, which is, yeah, so... Oof, it's rough. I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, he came up with the Idol series and managed so many awesome groups that we now enjoy. So he definitely has great mindset for business, and like he he has an ear, yes, for sure. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, how do you know what's going to be hit? How do you know it's going to work? It's really cool. I think Simon's career actually is interesting. I would love to actually just do an episode about him, just because oh it'd God. be interesting to research on. I do appreciate that he kind of picked himself up so quickly after the whole Spice Girls firing just to kind of continue his vision because that was what happened. You know, the Spice Girls were like, yo, like our credibility is being ruined because we're doing all these brand sponsorships. Like we're doing everything outside of music. Yeah. 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 And then here now you have S Club where they didn't really write any of their music. They did eventually write some album tracks and stuff, but they didn't write their music the way the Spice Girls wrote their music. Yeah. Um, And so you can kind of see, like, he was like, I'm not dealing with that again. I'm going to make my life easier. And these kids just have to appreciate my vision, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do remember, I do remember thinking at the time that there were too many members. (laughs) I didn't even realize there were that many. Oh my God. Seven is is quite a lot for a Western Mm -hmm. group. Uh, uh-huh. But of course, now I've gotten used to K-pop, and I'm like, oh, only seven? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, but I do remember questioning why they were all needed, because Joe really did sing the majority of all yeah, their singles, weird. really. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, that was interesting. But I guess if you are going to do a TV show, you yeah. know, the whole thing with the ratio of boys and girls and just having yeah. multiple characters and stuff, that makes sense if you want the TV show to be yes. such the big part of the brand. The brand. And you have yeah. a lot of different looks for the potential brand sponsorships as well. So the whole cast of seven does make sense. sense. But yeah, I guess on first glance though, I will be honest, none of them really stand out to me. Mm, you know, that's so valid. Like I feel like they're yeah. just like fresh faced kids. Yeah, very relatable, be... fresh faced yeah. kids. Yes. Yeah, just the size of a small battalion. Um <laughs> <laughs> But before releasing any music, the group was quickly whisked away to Miami, Florida to film their first TV series, the one we discussed, Miami 7, which began broadcasting on CBBC in April 1999. The TV show featured the group being forced to work in a hotel as they attempted to find success as a musical act. It was extremely successful, eventually being sold to networks in 100 countries, including Fox Family in the U.S., 
BBC Kids in Canada, and Nickelodeon in South America. And then finally, in June 1999, S Club 7 released their debut single, Bring It All Back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This was the theme song from Miami 7, and it went straight to number one in the UK and featured lead vocals from all four female members, plus ad-libs from all three boys as well. <laughs> yes, ad-libs. And Come the through. single went on to find success across the world. Yes. I mean, the reason I emphasize that is because this might be the only single that has Ooh. actually all seven of them, like, featured in some way. <laughs> <laughs> This is very true. Yes. Um, so, yes, the TV show. So, you you do remember watching, I guess, the eventual reruns of it. Yeah. I unfortunately yeah. couldn't find a full stream of it. I know it's on BBC in the UK, but we are here in the US and it's not available anywhere. So, I couldn't do the full rewatch that I wanted to, but I did watch a bunch of the clips that I could find on YouTube. So, thank you yeah. to the fans who have uploaded those. But yeah. What do you remember <laughs> of the TV show or, or what do you think of, of the TV show? I remember being like confused because the, the camera style, like the way they shot it was kind of sus. Like it didn't look like a regular like three camera sitcom. It felt like, not was it low budget, but the way it was filmed, it was like, I don't know how I feel about this. But I used to watch it and remember, remember the antics. Do they have a dog? Was there a dog involved? I feel like there's a dog I don't involved. Remember. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like it just makes sense because there's a dog, um, but it doesn't have to be. Um, but yeah. I think the whole idea of having the sitcom is a good idea because at the time, what, like, Friends was really popping at the time, right? You think about the whole co-ed situation, so like you mm. were saying, it just made sense in the sense of a silhouette. And then they have the song, which is new because we're used to seeing singers make variety shows like the Jacksons and Cher and whomever, the Do the Osmonds even, like, all were singers that then made shows. But this is, like, kind of like the reverse. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I like the song uh, that came with it. I think I remember hearing S Club, like, the... The name, the name place song, not bring it all back as the theme song. Or maybe, I don't remember, but I do appreciate how the songs like seamlessly like was, were like interwoven in the show. Cause I can yes. remember certain ones. I'm like, oh, the, this song. Oh, this happened. Bring it up, bring it back to bring it all back. Um, it reminds me of The Hustle by Van McCoy. Like, like mm. I know there's like a Jackson 5 like influence behind it, sure. Totally. But I just think of the hustle too. Mm. It definitely sounds like I want you back, but it also sounds yes. like the hustle. Um, but they both came from the 
same era. And I think the whole theme of the lyrics being like remembering your true self and believing yourself when you're up against the world is sweet. It's simple. I think because of the simplicity of the lyrics, things came across as really cheesy. Yes. I still appreciate the meaning and hearing the boys' voice, like you said, in those ad-libs was nice. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, with Bring It All Back, it really is cheesy pop kind of at its finest, I would say. It's so interesting because obviously listening to it back, I'm like, oh, this is so Disney. But we have to remember, actually, Disney was like not a thing thing. then. Like, this is pre-Hannah Montana, pre camp rock like it's yeah. so interesting because i do feel like this is maybe actually a huge influence on what eventually happened, happened with, with yeah. all of those so yeah. it did kind of start a, re- a revolution i guess and so yeah simon fuller yes brilliant mind for sure because it definitely did start kind of this whole trend um mm-hmm. but yeah from the clips i watched of the tv show you know it's entertaining enough for for yeah. kids you know they're very charismatic um, there's good chemistry, I would say, among the yeah. seven of them as well. You know, some of them are clearly not actors. I think it's really only <laughs> Hannah, right? Hannah and maybe John that had kind of any real acting training or experience kind of yeah. before this. But they all did a good job, you know, fully committed <laughs> to it. And it's, it is a cool opportunity that they kind of went straight to getting a TV show, I guess. It definitely Word. is unique. Um, but yeah, with the music video... Uh, for bring it all back i do love it like it it, it's very effective but very simple like them on the beach in miami you get the clips from the tv show they come off really really well in it very charismatic again the dance is fun so yeah i think it i think it works for sure i agree i think they would appreciate that because apparently it was like a hundred something degree weather out there oh boy yeah i guess here should we start talking i guess about the vocals a little bit because we do get to hear kind of all four ladies and and the boys get their little moments as well so i see joe is the lead singer yeah uh she gets the most in the song and in most of their songs Mm -hmm. she does have a really good tone for this type of pop music i would say uh yeah yeah very very pleasant and very um adaptable as well yeah yeah, she's good um, at doing a lot of different like. Yeah, I will say among the four ladies, though, she definitely <laughs> has maybe the least stage presence. Ooh. So that's yeah. kind of interesting that she's kind of the voice, but then they do kind of need the others, just like yeah. performance-wise, just to kind of keep the attention up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what do you think of all of their voices? I feel like the boys could sing a little bit better than the girls in some instances as a whole yeah totally yeah, and i was just like oh snap this is like complete opposite of like yeah. what i was expecting because steps no offense to them but like yeah you know mm-hmm. claire was doing a lot of the heavy lifting for a minute and then faye would jump in you know what i'm saying yeah. and then lisa kind of got shafted a lot you know what i'm saying and then all the other guys no offense to, you know age and, and and lee but you didn't think like their voices right. i can think of a couple songs i'm like oh bradley singing here oh, oh this is you know Mm-hmm. sorry guys sorry guys love you yeah yeah they can all do ad libs they're kind yeah. of soulful they, they yeah. can all do runs yeah yes i will say tina is probably the i don't know i'll say tina and hannah are the weakest for sure yeah. tina was tina's hot i'll give her that but she was just a weak <laughs> singer and her tone just wasn't there rachel could actually sing but she sounded a little bit like lighter like like joe light yeah she's Not like sultry the... yeah she's like sultry less belty joe 
Yes, thank you. <laughs> Not light like it tastes worse. Like light like it's still just as good. Yeah. But it's just for different reasons and different songs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And yeah, Hannah, I don't remember her voice. I'm so sorry, Hannah. It's kind of just like thin and it, it wasn't memorable. So I'm trying to say I didn't want to be no. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I will say Tina. Tina makes yeah. me laugh because I do Tina. think she has a very recognizable look. So yes. maybe that's kind of a, a big part of it. But yeah, the yeah. vocals are, and we'll talk about this more as as kind of their career goes because it gets highlighted a couple times. But um, yes, what? I do question her vocal ability. Yeah. She actually was in Mystique before she was in S Club, which I find even more interesting. What's so scandalous? she's actually in, yes. Which, Stop. if you'd like us to do a deep dive on Mystique, let me know because I would love to. I would yeah, love to. Yeah, the comments, y'all. Yeah. We have a list, but you know, gotta get through that yes. list. Yes, <laughs> yes. Gotta add to the list. Gotta keep adding to the list. Oh, gosh. Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so look, she's been in multiple groups. So, like, I just don't no. understand because her voice is just very unstable. Oh. You know, maybe she was there for the looks and the dance, like, you know, the visual like they have in K pop. Sure. I mean, yeah. yes, she does have a recognizable look for sure. But yes, I agree. I think that boys in general are very, very good. Like, I wish it, within their discography that there'd be more of just the three of them. Oh my actually, God. having the three boys lead a track would be really, really good. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I like all three of their tones. They're all very different, too. Just very interesting. Yeah. And it, yeah, it all kind of works. So it did work. I agree yeah. with you. Very interesting. But mm. yeah, so let's keep going because yeah. after Bring It All Back, S Club 7 quickly followed up with their second single, S Club Party, in September 1999, <laughs> right before the debut album, S Club, was released in October. With huge producers such as Stargate and Spice Girls collaborators Absolute and Elliot Kennedy, the album achieved success around the world, hitting number two in the UK and high positions across Europe and Australia. The group ended the world one year with a release of a double A-side single, Two in a Million, and You're My Number One. Again, hitting number two in the UK single chart. <laughs> that was not the melody. <laughs> on the show before i think in another pop one away maybe in sync one i oh. love self-referential songs oh yeah totally like all the pop groups were yeah, doing it back did... in the day in the yeah. 90s 2000s and it's so cheesy but it's just so much fun yeah and this one's up there as one of the best ones i think it's a perfect second single it's so catchy the chanting of the chorus is so good the ooh, ooh, as well like it's <laughs> just whoa, great whoa. stage and and concert like interaction with the fans um i love the I verse agree. about you know each of them doing their thing oh my gosh <laughs> i feel so bad for hannah hannah screaming out for mo 
Why is she hands? Why is she screaming out for more? Why she got a little ad lib though. I know, but thank God she did the ooh, ooh good for her. Cause right after Paul doing her thing and then she's screaming out for more, I'm like, y'all, why? What's why is that the lyric? <laughs> Again, what? John and Bradley have great little ad libs as well. They did. Yes. Um, I will say though, the bridge chant is just the most bizarre. You know, the ghetto oh, boys and the hoochie mamas. My God. <laughs> it's that giving... just doesn't fit them at all. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, it's, it's giving white men writing. I don't know what that is. I, honestly, yep. the, I, all the lyrics, that I, I usually don't care if people change lyrics. I'm like, whatever. Like the Paramore lyric, whatever. I don't really care, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that one? Yep, show your nanas, think... hoochie mamas. The hoochie mama thing, I'm kind of like, mm. but the ghetto boys, that gotta go. 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 What's that even mean? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Effing mess. Um, yeah, what do you think um, of the album as a whole? Um, It's very sugary, <laughs> but it's not bad. Like, you're, you're my number one. I'm singing it right now. Now you're trying just to prove that you remember the song. Yeah, of course I am. Anyway. Friday night is a standout on the album for oh. sure. Oh it's yeah, awesome good job, Bradley. Bradley. Come on, Bradley. thank you. Bradley got the recognition he deserved, which I so appreciate. Not because of his color, but because we talk about this all the time. Western groups don't know how to divvy up lines, and it's so irritating. So I think it was nice that he could actually hold a, hold his own as well. Mm. Um, but also it was nice to see black dude in the, in the group. Um, yeah, I think I really miss you. Sounds like a Backstreet track. Oh. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, the way I feel about this album is not bad, but it feels like one of those every country has one of those. Like, you know how every country needs a representation in the style slash genre that's popular? This album was that for me. It wasn't bad, but it sounded like other people's work, Mm. but just catered to the group, which isn't a bad thing because they were following the trend. And luckily they had like a vocalist like Joe to kind of like hold it down. Um... I feel like the big band disco-y kind of thing that they had going on was great. Yeah. Um, that's what helped set them aside. But like the B-sides kind of just felt a little bit like derivative for me, but not in a bad way where I was like, wow, I'm never listening to this again. But just like, oh, I recognize the sound. It's from this or yeah. it sounds like Mac or something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like terrible, but yeah. Yeah, I think the album is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think the singles are the clear standouts for They're... sure overall. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I do think it's funny. There are these two kind of like Samba-esque tracks oh God, as well, yes. like Viva La Fiesta, and it's a feel-good thing. And I was like, okay, Simon clearly was like, we need more Spice Up Your Life-esque. We need more Spice <laughs> Up uh, But I, overall, I think it is cohesive. It is all very yes. cheesy, very bubblegum. But again, the target was little kids. So in that sense, it, it it's good. Like yeah. in that sense, he, they accomplished what they were they going for. Yeah. But yeah, I can't, I don't think any of the album tracks in this one really stand out in any way, to be honest. Not in um, a strong way. It was a, so it was yeah. satisfactory. I do enjoy the the double A side though. Like I oh, I yeah. like two in a million and you're my number one. Yeah. You know, they both kind of have a Motown esque kind of thing going on for them. Joe yeah. is singing lead on the whole thing and she sounds really good on both tracks. I will say though, if you're gonna have seven members, like at least give them some cool dynamic background vocals absolutely that's what i'm saying you know like they're uh, throughout their whole catalog there's not really much creativity with the background vocals nah. or like harmonies and things like that it's just huh. like and even the way it's all processed as well and i think we, we remember i think we said this about the first steps album as well when we did that review like 
the way yeah. it's done, it almost sounds like session singers more than the other members or just session singers mixed in with the other members. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's no point where I can listen to two in a million and be like, oh, I hear John, you know, singing Good. that that harmony or I hear, you yeah. know, Rachel doing you know, like I, I can't that's so pick true. any of the other six out at all. So that's my yeah. only kind of complaint, really. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know that makes sense. though. like they're on it. But like, are they really? How do you know? <laughs> yeah. It is not fair to them. Totally. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Luckily, this album was good enough for for the general public because less than a year after the, their debut, the group won a British breakthrough act at the 2000 Brit Awards. Yeah. And Simon's plan to build their brand was underway with partnerships including Hasbro and, of course, a second TV series, LA7. <laughs> this time featuring S Club 7 struggling to make it in LA after leaving their management in Miami. Wow, not him writing the story of the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the group was extremely busy. So in between filming the new series, the group was doing endless promo and also recording their next album. And they've said since then that their schedule was absolutely relentless. And in May 2000, as Club 7 released their first single from the next project, Reach. Reach, again, hit number two in the UK singles chart and has since become one of the group's signature hits. Yeah. Yes. This one I know. Again, target audience right here. Um, we have grown up and uh, can barely remember. Some of us some of us do remember like you. But uh, for the rest of us that I found them on TV, like, who is this? I remember this song. Hmm. Oh, my God. I think everyone uh, remembers this song, honestly. I didn't think there was a dance to it, but there is apparently. Like, it's just, you know, Reach. <laughs> but me I was just like let me just jig around I never know there was like an actual reachy thing you know um I think making the all jokes aside sorry making the crew pers a media personality without using a messy reality tv show even though it wasn't the trend at the time but avoiding a reality show it's a good idea like for cross promotion sense he had an idea and he wanted to capitalize on that idea and he did that like I said the co-ed focused sitcoms were all the rage so making them do that show was great to mm -hmm. promote. And like you said, the, the accessibility of all the different members and their looks. But it must be really tough to do all that acting and spending all your time doing that when all you want to do is sing or all you thought mm -hmm. you were going to do was sing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He's in charge, right? And Reach was a good song. So it wasn't like they were handing them crappy songs for their first bit of projects. But I could only imagine like as time went on, like, you're thinking, okay, we had another album, we have the success, like, what's next? You yeah. Know? I mean, I think it's just a lot, right? Like, you're learning yeah. lines for this TV show. Yeah. You're also rehearsing for mm -hmm. performance as well, because they were obviously performing a song on each yeah. episode as well. Plus, they're recording the next project. Plus, they're doing interviews and photo shoots and, you know, promotional gigs and stuff like that. Like, it's, it is a lot. Plus, yeah. you know, they had to come to the U.S. to film the TV show, but, you know, they were still promoting kind of like around the world as well. So it was, sure it was a lot of traveling to, well, so, yeah. you know, a lot of the pop stars at the time kind of all talk about kind of 
the crazy schedules and their expectations that were put on them. But I feel like S Club were probably on the more intense side compared to everyone because of the added thing with the TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. For sure. Um, so yeah, Reach is great, I think. I think <laughs> it's a good great. progression from the last album. It's so catchy. It does have more kind of shared lead vocals. Like Paul yeah. sounds so good on that bridge. John sounds great on that second verse as yeah, well. Yeah, the sweeteners, yeah. Yeah, but it's just Love a it. super well-written pop song. It's so joyful, so positive. Perfect song for everyone. Like, it's such a good, just feel-good song. Like, hearing it in, like, a club or hearing it, like, played before cool. a concert at a venue. I've heard it at a club before. I um, love like, so hearing it, that. like, I'm sure in, in and we see it in concert as well. Like, it's just everyone is so happy when yeah. the song comes on. Yeah. And it has great production as well. Like, the drums sound really good. The brass is super full. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a good track. What do you think? You know, for me, uh, Reach gives me, like, Walking on the Sunshine by Katarina and the Wave vibe. It mm. does. You know? It sounds like a soundtrack, a movie soundtrack. That's the thing. And uh, I think what separates the song from being, like, like the hit that everyone knows it to be, I think it might be the lyrics. They're a little cheesy. Um, but the top line is good, and the vocals are good. So I think that's what kind of, like, helps the song stand the test of time. Because it is, mm. again, the lyrics are just so, like, you know, one, two, buckle my shoe, which is fine for the target audience. Yes. You know, but I think that's what kind of holds people back from like being like, oh, you know, I remember the verses. They remember the choruses mostly. But hey, what can you do? Um, The video itself is so strange. Like it was giving Willy Wonka candy, you know, like Wonderland, like any mm. kind of thing, which I can appreciate because Reach, the way the song sounds is giving like, it's giving like youth Christian music, and and this is the best way to like make it very up like a video uplifting, like literally uplifting without yeah. making like Jesus, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I definitely I think it's a good good thing to have a whimsical vehicle to make the song's message shine through. Yes, a lot more you know fairly like non-denominal. <laughs> you know. <so. laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they do a great job. They're super cute and happy and charismatic yeah. in the video. Yeah. Like, they're great on camera. So he did a good job casting, for sure, for that. Oh, well, that, that was kind of it, yeah. the, the, one of the main goals, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so the group then released their second album, Seven, in June 2000. And the album hit number one in the UK, becoming the group's most successful album to date, even being certified gold in the U.S., and they also released the second single from the album, Natural, in September 2000, which featured member Rachel on lead vocals. And the single hit number three in the UK singles chart. Here's the thing. How much more mature can you get? You know, you went from like 10 year olds, like 10 preteen. Yeah. And now you're like, this is like mature. And that's, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm going to give it like at least 13, 14, 15, you know, like, <laughs> come okay, on. Okay, maybe 13, maybe 13 at the most <laughs> for this album. Okay. <laughs> oh, for the album. Oh, you mean the mm -hmm. single? You're talking about the single? No, you're right. For the album, though. Yeah. For the single, I feel like maybe 14, 15. Okay, fine. That's valid. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank okay, you. Fine, I appreciate fine. that. 
But no, you're right. It's definitely gonna be like twelve going on thirteen, like thinks they're grown, kind of like eight. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not going roasting. We're not roasting. It's just funny. Um, you know, with this album, you have songs that bring back the old sound, like Bring the House Down with this awesome bridge. Um, the spice inspired love train. Is um, that spice inspired? It felt spice and fire to me. Okay. No, leave me stop bullying me. <laughs> we don't have to have the same opinion. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm totally teasing. Um, and then you have songs that set them back thematically, like best friend and and oh oh hang on, there's a cuss word on this project. And the better one of the better songs on the project called uh-huh. All in Love is Fair. <laughs> she said the A word. And I was like, ooh. ooh. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Something about your ass. And I was like, ooh, yeah, something about the ass. Her ass. <laughs> like something, I forgot the lyrics. But the point is, if you want an album review where I talk about her ass, then let's get into it. Leave a drop a comment. Um, but yeah, overall, it just feels more grown up. Like, like finally grown up for teenagers who are homeschooled. But it's fun, you know? I love the vocal distribution throughout the album. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I do think the album is a natural progression from the first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slightly more mature, I guess. Like, there are some more kind of R&B-ish tracks. Like, there's I'll Keep Waiting and Cross My Heart. And, of Mm. course, Natural as well. And Natural, Natural. for sure, stands out amongst kind of the songs we've heard so far. The singles we've heard so far. Like, definitely more mature. And with the video as well, like, it's a little more sexy, right? They're, like, on the beach with the boys, like, you know, shirtless in the waterfall and stuff. And It wasn't. Pretending (laughs) to spearfish. That was weird. The video was too bright for this song. Like, I'm not saying they had to go to the club or anything, but a rooftop on the city with the skyline, like, that would have been so cool. Like, a little helicopter proud with the skyline in the back. You know, they're sitting there singing their song. I mean, I assume they were in L.A., so they were just like, the beach. Yeah, again. It reminded me of 5, 6, 7, 8, the way it was filmed. Like, with the... Okay, it's a little sexier than 5, 6, 7, 8. Let me with the bikinis and stuff. Like let me <laughs> let me let me start with that, and then they try to make it sexier with them under the waterfall. I just felt gross watching that. I feel like I was watching like, <laughs> like I was like watching like my little cousin or something, like being like, "Yeah, girl," and you're like, "Stop!" You're like fifteen. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. That's what it felt like, and I was like, I feel like I was watching, especially with Hannah. She'd be like, "I'm sexy." <laughs> just kidding, and I'm like, I can't. I couldn't with that weird little jump back and forth. Um, I did like the waterfall scene. It was really nice to have that black and blue at that deep colors to make it look really pretty. Mm. Um, but yeah, the weirdness of them just just writhing in the water under the waterfall is <laughs> in the shot of Bradley's abs. Let's get me out of here. I mean, I still would enjoy the song, but again, the video is just <laughs> I'm so sexy. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I do enjoy the song as well. I think I think <laughs> Rachel sounds good. I think we said before, yes. right? She had does have a more sultry tone compared to Joe, so. And also just having her lead a song Violet. is a nice change. Yeah. But, but then also it's like this song could have used the boys kind of doing some ad libs oh and God, stuff. Yes. And it does not. So Let that's the only with thing. It. Yeah. Like where's the play back and forth? Yeah. yeah boys just kind group. of bring it uh, to the next level. I think it, it could have been good. But yeah, this is very much known as kind of Rachel's song. Like, Rachel's... you know, like in the shows and stuff, like it's like it's her moment. Cooper, um, so yeah <laughs> so in november 2000 s club 7 received the incredible honor of releasing the official children in need single of 2000 and they released yeah. what would eventually become one of the best selling singles of the year never had a dream come true and the single peaked at number one in the uk and also hit the charts across the world 
even hitting number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 here Woo! in the U.S. And following the single success, the album was re-released to include the track. I never had a dream come true. That's a good song. I love that song so Isn't much. It? I didn't realize it was a song about a breakup until like listening to it now. I just I was just sitting there like, I never had a dream. You don't think about it because it's just like <laughs> I like it. But now that yeah. I'm older, I'm like, dang, you you f that up. Dang, no wonder your life sucks. You know, say like the baseline of the song really <laughs> drives it. <laughs> yeah, it has like this nice R and B kind of feel, but it's still like palatable. You know, like I let my kid listen to this. You know those parents. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you because I like the song so much. I legit stole the "Never Had a Dream Come True" line and put it in my song. One of my songs. <laughs> nice. I thought, I thought it was nice. I was like, ooh, I didn't use the same melody, so don't come for me, songwriters. Don't come for me. I'll try it, darling. But I remember listening to the song like a couple years ago, and I was like, oh, that that should be in the song. Mm. I did. It's in the verse though, not in the chorus. So hey, yeah, definitely can't it do. is. <laughs> it is so good. It is yeah. one of the best kind of pop ballads of that era. I would mm. say, yeah, like the melody is really beautiful. The instrumental is very pretty with the piano and the strings and the sparkles. That sparkles, um, the sparkles, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Joe does sound great on it. Again, yeah. same comment that I had said before about the background vocals being a little more, you know, just special for for kind of the other six of them. But yeah. otherwise, can't fault it. Very very good track. Deserves all the success that it's had. Totally. Um, and I actually hadn't seen the video in a while. But I had remembered, like, in my mind, you know, they yeah. were outside, like, in the snow, in the mountains. And now I'm watching snow. it back, and I'm like, no, they were literally in a white studio. And it was all just, like, B-roll. Like... Oh, my God, you're right. And edited in. Yo, whoever was editing was in love with Joe and Hannah's eyes. Those eyes were looking extra blue. Oh, yeah. Was very piercing. The video reminds me, it's so romantic. It reminds me of the Sailor Moon Hearts on Ice movie. Oh, yeah, I love that. But it, it felt very much like to become one, but like winter version. So I was cracking mm. up about that too, the way it was filmed. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, and, and I'm glad the song has done so well as yeah. well, just globally. Like the, I actually didn't realize it got that high a position in the U.S. either. Felt that. Yeah. I have a friend that knows the song too, and she doesn't really like listen. Like sometimes she's like, "Oh, you listen to like is that K-pop or something?" I was like, "No, it's a, it's, a, it's another you know like Western group or something." And she's like, mm. oh, "Okay." Oh, I know this song. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of Americans like realize this song, that or the S Club, mm. the the theme. Yeah, it's either this or that. I think yeah. Bring It All Back gets some recognition as well. I think just from the TV show, I would say. I believe yeah. you. I just not the people I asked. I was like, you don't know S Club? Mm. Is that K-pop? I was like, listen, not everything I do is. Oh my gosh! But the, but the point is, there was some recognition when I sang the mm. song, you know. So that's good. Very good. Yeah. Bowser yeah, yeah. waves people's hearts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And speaking of the wave of people's hearts, the group was getting bigger and bigger, and the momentum was not stopping. Time for a recess break. Join us for part two, where we discuss the Sunshine album, Paul's departure, the Seeing Double era, and the first split. 